1: trouble scott farrell is calling the shots from the sideline we're gonna make fun of people we're gonna hurt people's feelings it's farrell on the bench i believe in whipped cream with everything hi farrell on the bench i was talking to uh carver high and i said that uh just so you guys need to get a better uh feel for this guy just so i can you know describe him to you a little better so you get to know him he's been with the show a long time and uh I said, no. I said, yeah, you know, I got these huge blisters on my toes from playing basketball. Like, uh, like I got four of them, like really, really nasty. I said, it's like I got uh, dragged by my feet on cement upside down so that like the skin on my toes just got tore right off the like bone there was nothing left but bleeding, pussy flesh. And your boy, Carver High, said to me, he goes, are you really going to talk to me about your feet?
2: <laughs> I was like, I mean, what do you want me to say in a spot like that? I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> what-, what do you want me to do to you? I-, I can't help you out with that. That's your issue. There's nothing not I can co- do.
1: You're not going to come over and put ointment on them for me?
2: No, I cannot help you. You're on your own.
1: So, I mean, can you believe this guy? Like, I, you know, I just trying to, you know, just talk to him a little. He's busy. I know he's busy and he's got a lot going on. And then, you know, you just slip in a little. I, you know, I, I go, man, my feet are just like bleeding. <laughs> They're so sore. And he's like, Are you really gonna talk to me about your feet? I just think that is just a it's just a, the epitome of who he is. He just absolutely, he needs cold beer. And uh, I think he needs a no kid zone. I think he needs a a place that he can go. Not a man cave, not even the mob bar. There might be, I think, you know, where that new zone, that man, like kid free zone might be the new Belmont Park uh, hockey arena. That might be the place he escapes like Calgon on a bench.
3: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So, um, do you think that uh, they should, uh, seriously, that the Washington Redskins should change their name to the Washington Warriors. Have you heard that one? I I mentioned that one today on uh, coast to coast. Do you like that? I don't like, uh, frankly, this is just me, but like there's nothing better you can come up with than to use like some other team's nickname, like an NBA team or otherwise. Like, I don't understand why you'd want to use someone else's nickname. Like, you know what I mean? Does, Does that not bother you at all, Carver High?
2: I mean, I, I don't know. It's a dopey name. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you, Washington Warriors, whatever. I mean, there's some names that are the same in a, across sports, right? I mean, you got a couple, I believe. So what's, uh, you know,
1: whatever. What, what are the That's ones that happen. you can live with? The San Antonio Spurs and the Tottenham Hotspurs? Well, like, what, ones sure. you, what What I, do you live you with?
2: Know. You I
1: can't even know. name them.
2: I if I would have to take the time, there's giants, right? You got the giants in football, the giants in baseball, um, you know. But those were, and that was obviously both originally in New York, and then the Giants moved to San Francisco. So, right.
1: um,
2: look, if they call them the Washington Warriors, whatever. The name doesn't. I'm not going to go crazy about the name. I think what they are going to try to do, you know, what's to them is going to be more important than the name. The name is important, obviously. They want to be able to keep, I think, somewhat to the close. Same type of branding, whereas uniform, colors, the, the colors of the team, things like what about that. about
1: the Senators? Didn't they have like a – remember they had yes. the baseball team like that? Why don't why did they call them
2: that? Yeah, the team that moved to Minnesota, that's which became the Twins then after they went to Minneapolis. I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I'm sure that – you know, I, I still want to see it. I, I still want to see it uh, before I believe it. I think he's gonna do it. It's pretty obvious that he's getting put into the corner where he's got to do it. But I still want to see him stand up there at the press conference and do it. Because even when he put that thing out last uh, Friday or whatever it was, that little mm. note saying that he was gonna think about it, he still had to put the word Redskins in capital letters. What you know, like eleven or twelve times in that entire letter, like basically making a point. So we'll see. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it.
1: Do you think he'll sell the team?
2: Man, I never thought he would sell the team. He loves that team. But maybe the note, knowing that he can't have the team that he grew up loving, I I don't know. Maybe he would sell it. Because if he's getting forced to change the name, maybe he would.
1: Yeah, I think, like, you know, uh, all of that love you're talking about that he has. Uh, he has spent, uh, hes spent at least a half a billion dollars on that football team. Wouldn't you, would you guess at least uh, since he's owned it? Yeah, yeah, a, of course.
2: Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he has spent a lot of money, but wasn't the whole thing when he bought it, you know, he grew up this giant red skin fan and it was his dream to own right. this team. So, well, but, but if they change the name on him, he might look at it as well. It's not the team that I grew up loving anymore.
1: Maybe so. he maybe he realizes that uh, he spent a half a billion or more on the team and all they do is lose. They don't do anything with it like uh, this isn't worth it. And then they're forcing me to change the, the team name. that's you know that's exactly what's happening uh, in DC because that guy, I know for a fact, he de- he doesn't ever want to change the name of that football team ever. He never he would no more change that than fly a kite. He's being forced fiscally to change the name of the team, hundreds of millions of dollars in sponsors. All of his minority owners are are you know boycotting him basically is an, a nice way of saying it. And I mean, what's the point anymore? You know what I mean? Like there might be a uh, there might be a hair of that going on where he's like, you know what? Everybody's just I mean, it's just a nightmare. Like everybody's out to get me. I mean, honestly, they're like whoever. Honestly, Cover High. Whoever says anything good about Daniel Snyder ever.
2: It's very hard to find anybody who says a good thing about Daniel Snyder. He is not one of the more liked guys, and you never so why he never I gets like, put into the into the pantheon of you know. I, I think that he wants to be in that pantheon of. Of the great NFL owners, you know, when people think about the great NFL owners, you know, you think about the Jerry Jones and the Crafts and the Hunts and the the and the Maras and all these great uh, Davises, you know, all these great names. I think that he wants so desperately to be in that conversation. And let's be fair, he's on the team for, what, 20 years now, and he just hasn't uh, broken into that area.
1: So isn't there a point where you just say, you know, it's never going to happen, I'm out of here. I can make $2 billion right now and I'm gone, like in the night, I would be like, I'm all over that. What's the point? It's the same thing as divorce at the end of the day, is it not? It's the same thing, you you know, let's say you're with some chick or some chicks with a guy and they're together for 20 years and they uh, hate each other's guts at some level, right? Let's just say hypothetically, they just don't get along anymore. And um, I'm yanking popcorn kernels out of my teeth as we're doing the show. I just wanted to say that. That one was from like 24 hours ago. That one just got came a, out.
2: You got a bigger problem than your feet there. I mean, you got the kernels coming out. I mean, you got everything
1: happening now. A little debris coming out of the teeth. A little extra. Uh, no. I actually had, uh, so the kids were eating popcorn watching the show, and I I grabbed a couple handfuls, and that's where it came from. I thought maybe it was a 24-hour kernel, but I just realized an hour and a half ago, I had a handful of popcorn, and I must have let one slid off the kernel and went jackknifing into my gums. So anyway, where was I? Uh, I, uh, At some level, I'm saying that uh, he could sell the team, Or like a divorce is what I was saying. So at some level, people don't like, uh, you know, the uh, the wife or the husband, they just get sick of them. And they're just like, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll stick around for the kids. Right. Or I I just don't want to do that to my kids, and I want to uh, wait till they're done with high school before we get divorced. And I don't even tell me I'm wrong. It happens every day, right? These people with these pathetic excuses. I mean, are you not better off just ending it? (laughs) If you've been with someone twenty years and you can't stand them, what's the point of being with them? Like, if you're the owner of the Redskins for twenty years, whatever it is since 99 right and all he's had is people ripping him shredding him talking crap about him he i call him napoleon the guy gets abused at seven days a week since he's owned a team they've never done anything now they're forcing him to change the name of the team you know what i'd be like two billion dollars here you go have at it have fun and then take that money and run and no one would ever see him again they wouldn't even see him he'd like he'd be the guy at the party cruising through real quick he's like five foot you'd be like what's up bro I didn't even see him sneak under the table. He's out of here. He's, he's in his limo and gone. So uh, I think that I I think it could very well happen. I don't see the point. Like he loves the team. He's loved the team forever his whole life, but look what it got him besides heartache and a nonsense. He's constantly being uh, harassed. He really is. I'm not even making this stuff up. So, um, you said today. Uh, did you hear the? I think it was Cam, our buddy Cam, saying he still believes in what? Well, what did he say? Jason Kidd. He believes, or Devin yeah. Booker. He believes uh, that Devin Booker might get traded to the Knicks. I'm not believing that for one second at all. Like I don't even. He, you know, he said the Suns are stupid. That might be, but I don't honestly believe they're uh, they have any intention of trading him to the Knicks.
2: I don't know. I mean, what do you, I guess that that would have to involve whatever pick the next, the Knicks end up getting here in this draft, uh, You would, whether it be in the top five, well, the Knicks have their first rounder this year, which we'll see where they end up in the lottery, whatever goes on there. But I tell you, the other one is the one that I would keep an eye on because Jason kid, he's as sleazy as it gets. Okay. He is. And I could see him getting in the room with those guys and try to sell them that he can bring Giannis to New York City, even though you know he's not going to be able to. I could see him try to sell to those guys in that room, listen, you make me the head coach of your team, in two years you're going to have Giannis here. Kid's gotten a bunch of these jobs already, Uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. He's a salesman, and kid might get in that room and tell it to him. We'll see if it happens, but
1: he ain't getting Giannis to New York. Leon Rose friends with uh, Thibodeau? Listen, it's all about relationships. He's getting that job. Atkinson, second place. I don't even think at this point I'm willing to put, and I could be wrong. He could get the job and have at it like I care. I'm not going to lose any sleep if he has. If he gets the job, I don't even care. But I don't even think he's in third place. I really don't even think he's in third place. But he
2: can sell. He can sell. Look out for him.
1: Sell what? That crappy job he's done so far as a coach in the NBA? You going to pull up that resume? (laughs) I mean, honestly.
2: You said it's about relationships, Giannis is a relationship.
1: We're gonna Giannis is gonna play in New York only when the Bucks are in town. <laughs> That's when he's gonna play. He ain't going to the Knicks.
0: Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, economist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, Publishing and entertainment, and we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
1: For on the bench, uh, they're having uh, massive problems down in Orlando with the MLS's back tournament. They've already canceled the Nashville or uh, Chicago game in Orlando tomorrow. And uh, what else have they canceled? Uh, Carver High. And tell me the story. They, they, you're telling me that the other teams are the ones that got the team from Dallas sent packing. They got they kicked them out of the tournament because they had so many guys get uh, COVID. And you're telling me now the same group of the same pack of wolves is trying to get Nashville thrown out?
2: Well, yeah, basically the other teams, the ones that showed up there and they were ready to play and they and their guys came in, you know, everybody doing the right things, everybody tested negative, everybody was, you know, they quarantined, they did everything the right way. They basically it sounds like, you know, got Dallas thrown out. It's not like the league went to Dallas and said, "You know what? You guys go home. We're not going to wait for you guys to you know, calm this down. Basically, the other yeah. team said, just get him out of here because they're not they're not following protocol. So forget him, just throw them out. So Dallas is gone, and the rumblings I heard today was at the same thing they were trying to do with the Nashville team, because the Nashville has the same situation. They've got four positives and they've got two or three others that they're waiting on. And Nashville was supposed to play tomorrow, open up against Chicago. That game has been pushed back now. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but they are starting this thing tomorrow. Uh, you've got Orlando and Miami. Uh, tomorrow night to kick it off the two Florida teams. They've also pushed back the Vancouver games. You see, Scotty, they messed this up. You know, they they they, didn't—they originally had a plan where everybody was going to show up there June 13th and they were all going to get in the bubble and they were all going to get in the quarantine and they'd have three and a half weeks before the first game and then they changed the rules. and The the players said, we want to stay with our families longer, we want to do this longer— so they, everybody started showing up. I mean, teams were just showing up today and yesterday. You know, I mean, it's just Vancouver showed up yesterday. There's other teams that are, are still getting to Orlando, and they're starting the games tomorrow. So you haven't had the time to test these people properly. So this is a mess. And this is where the NHL needs to be careful because they've got a similar situation. They're not bringing people to Toronto and Edmonton until July 26th, and they're starting the games on August 1st. That's what? five, four, five days they're going right, to give them before they start. Whereas the NBA, everybody's starting to arrive at the end of this week, right? There's yeah. teams that are arriving on Thursday Friday and they're not playing until July 30th. That's two and a half, three weeks they're giving them. The NBA's doing it a little bit better way. They're making you go there and sit there. MLS has screwed it up so far and the NHL needs to be careful. At least they're seeing what's happening with the MLS. It gives them a shot to at least to try to prevent what's happening here.
1: Did you see uh, just uh, did- uh, little distraction here. Let's go over to the, uh, uh, did you see uh, Milan beat uh, Havenis and, and your boy Ibrahimović had a penalty kick goal? So he's healthy again and playing for inner, right? And then, uh, and then I think your boy Ronaldo had a goal. And then today in the Premier League, Pulisic had a goal. And I guess my question to you is, because they've been able to play, the Syria has been able, La Liga, Bundesliga, and Premier has been able to play without provocation. No, no, no problem. They've had basically they've been rolling guys out and playing. No, no questions asked. How much do you think the uh, those those Chelsea guys like Pulisic? Do you think they? Because when he was at Dortmund. He was such a rock star there. The fans loved him. His teammates loved him. All he did was score goals and and play great football. He's doing it all of a sudden now. I think he had number nine or something today. Like, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable what he's doing. He's scoring almost every game he plays in now. They absolutely uh, – Lombard has to start him. The guy's – he's turning just tricks on the pitch. He's scoring every day. He's got to play. So – do you think they like him, or do you think they think who's this American? Think he is?
2: No, that they, they like the American players. Um, you know, you just have to go back to Landon Donovan when he played at Everton, or Clint Dempsey when he played at Fulham. You know, when they or Tim Howard even uh, at Everton as well. You know, when you, they they're not there's no bias there against him. When you're over there in that league, Scotty, and that's the best league in the world. If you can play, they respect you. If you can play at that level, they will root for you. They will go. Trust me. There are Chelsea fans in London right now who absolutely love this kid because he's a young kid, he's still growing, and they already can see that he can play. So they're going to love him. They don't care that he's American. They don't care where he's from. So he will be a rock star over there as well as he continues to rise and become a bigger player over there. And as far as how the other – how about the Premier League? You know, they put out their little testing, uh, you know, stats too, just like everybody over here is. How about zero – how about zero in their last one? Zero positives over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tests zero for the premier league same thing with the Bundesliga Scotty let's be fair they're doing it the way because they're committed to it they went over they started doing it they put the players in whatever they're putting them in and they committed to it and that's why you're getting zeros on the positives they're testing people every three days and they're getting zeros because the people are taking it seriously and it's it's a reflection of not just sporting but life right isn't it I mean, it it was dealt with it was dealt with differently in Europe, and that's why they're playing sports there right now. All of the soccer leagues are playing. Why? Because it was dealt, uh, you know, society as a whole, it was dealt with differently. And now you'll see what happens here. Already a mess with the MLS, but we've got the big boys that are about to start playing. NBA arriving in Orlando. NHL start the training camp, get into their bubbles. MLB, we already see. Uh, Let's see what happens now that these guys are all together. They're going to get their whack here, Scotty. We'll see if they can actually do it.
1: Yeah, I don't believe in America. I don't believe, the. uh, frankly, the NHL's already got 35, 40 cases. Uh, The Major League Baseball's got 30 guys dropping out. Uh, It's got a a ton of guys that failed.
2: The Premier League did when they first showed up also. When the Premier League first got there three or four weeks ago, before they started playing— and everybody took their initial tests. They had their 25, 30, 35 positives. They had them. But what did they do? They snu- They shut it down. Shut it down. Snuffed it out. Made the guys sit in quarantine who were positive. The peop- The other guys that weren't stuck to the program. And now they've played three or four games, five games. They've got a couple games left to go. And they've got a zero positives out of the hundreds and hundreds of tests that they take. So they came in. And this is—it's not about coming in. You know, you're going to have guys when they first come into the bubble that are going to have it. You got to deal with them properly, and you've got to have the guys who aren't continue to do the right things, and then they will be able to play whatever it is—NBA, NHL, MLB—they'll be able to play. They just have to. Will they be committed?
1: That's what the question. Would you rather? What would you rather have? Uh, like an STD or COVID? Oh <laughs> my God. Rather? We do. What, what would you rather have? Contest? Is that no, like a ra- no, uh, zany no, radio
2: bit? No, that is a that is very zany. Uh, that, so, that's a scary, a z- uh, dangerous, so, zany radio bit.
1: All right, Mike, what's it gonna be, chlamydia or COVID this week? Pick your. Well, we're gonna
2: put we're gonna put a <laughs> couple of uh, different ailments here, and we're, you're gonna pick one. And uh, which one do you want to go with? Zany <laughs> radio disease time. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: The Mariners are opening their uh, coronavirus-delayed season with a seven-game road trip starting in Cheaterville. They're playing in Cheaterville.
2: I guess you'll Whereas, be able to hear, hear the garbage cans pretty well with no
1: fans. Yeah, you'll be able to hear everything in Cheaterville down in uh, H-Town. Uh, the Angels open against the A's play the Dodgers six times. They play the freeway series six times. Uh, The Cubs opener is against the Brewers at Wrigley Field, where the rooftops will be open. And then uh, Aaron Judge says he's going to be ready for opening day. It's all very exciting. Uh, Today, I talked about Fernando Tatis Jr. on uh, Coast to Coast. Do you think that he's as good as uh, Manny Machado or better than uh, Manny Machado? Or does he still got a long way to go?
2: Still has some ways to go. You liked what you saw last year before he got hurt, that's for sure. And He didn't get to finish out the season, but he is a stud, man. And the kid can play. And, and man, does that team need it? Because even though they got Machado last year, you know, they had no— Did they really have any juice? I mean, were you excited about Padres baseball? Even though they brought Machado in, I know, and it's but there's a difference. It's obviously a big deal when you pay a guy four hundred million dollars, three hundred million dollars to come and be there. You would think there's some juice, but he, you know, when they got out of it, he got out of it. You could tell. When you have a young kid, a homegrown kid, and he becomes an absolute stud, just look at the Mets with Alonzo last year. How much juice did he have uh, with with what he was doing? And it excited the fan base for the Mets. Or you look at other guys around the league that have done it. So when you got a little juice behind you and your homegrown talent. It really fires the fans up. And I hope the Padres, it's time for the Padres to actually be good, right? Isn't it?
1: It's time. Here's, here's Deshaun. He's on ESPN right now doing his apology tour. Uh, I, I just don't want to hear it. How about shut your mouth and go to bed? Here's another one. I went to Petco, right? And uh, I had, you know how they have the cups of, uh, like, the helmets of the Padre helmet filled with ice cream? Uh, have you ever?
2: Yeah, every right, stadium's right. got the helmet, the ice cream helmet.
1: Okay so they had Carvel they were rocking like you know in Jersey they got the Carvel ice cream the soft serve Carvel uh Carvel whatever Pharrell Carvel Pharrell I don't even so I went to the Padre game in uh the I don't know I think it was like my birthday or something right wasn't I in San Diego for my birthday I I usually am in San Diego and uh I ate like nine ice creams at the baseball game. <laughs> I had like nine of them in a row and I wasn't even baked. I just ate nine ice creams because once I started on that Corvel or whatever you call it, Carvel, once I started on that and then halfway through after about five of them, I was like, my son was like, you know, you can get sprinkles on those. I'm like,
3: what? <laughs>
1: and then I, then I went and got, then I got one with sprinkles. That was like Six. And they were so good, I had seven. And then I was like going for records, eight, nine. <laughs> I had like nine of them. And then after that, I went to in and out Burger when I left the stadium. We're all on a bench. So, uh, yeah. I played indoors today. I told you, I thought I said on the show maybe today on Coast to Coast, uh, I haven't been able to play uh, ball indoors since this COVID started. And uh, today was the first day that I actually played in this really great, like, AAU gym. And it's uh, this gigantic facility for basketball. It's no joke. And uh, I've been there many times for my kids' uh, AAU games, right? And the whole AAU thing is kind of, Ridiculous! I don't even care what you call it. I was at my kids' basketball games. How's that sound? Uh, travel games, AAU, whatever. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, you know, high school games, junior high games. I got kids playing in so many basketball tournaments. Make your head spin. But I've, I've been in this uh, gym before for games, but I've never played there. I just watched games there, right? Tons of them. And uh, I actually got to play there today. I mean, this place is awesome, dude. It's just like an NBA facility. It's no joke. And it was great. Uh, we, But I did have to sign my life away. I had to wash my hands, take a, a temperature. Uh, we all had to dish out a bunch of money because we had, you have to pay the dude that owns it to play in it because it's not even open. They open the The thing opens like at 9 in the morning or something. And we're there at 630 playing basketball. But it's great because no one's there, and the guy lets us in. And they've been doing it for years. I just made this this whatever you want to call it audition or tryout with this a traveling circus. All these guys are really good players. I'll give them that. Uh, every one of them is a good player. They they can all shoot and score, and and they got moves. They know how to. Do everything. Screens, pick and rolls, motion, offense, a lot of movement, a lot of passing and alley-oops, the whole deal. These guys are no joke. I enjoy playing with them. And I, I had to earn my bones with them outdoors, like play. None of them knew me. I had to keep my mouth shut, you know, whatever. Uh, they wanted to see if I could play and if I could get down or whatever you wanna call it. And I was able to do that and win them over, I guess, cause I've been going now and playing with them a lot. And now I'm indoors with them. It's way better on my body. I still get ravaged with uh, my body because I'm 55 this month and uh, I'm playing guys that are 30, 35, whatever, 40. Some of them are older than me. There's a couple of them older than me. Uh, usually when I play in the hood, I'm the oldest dude there, bar none. And uh, everybody else is like 30. I got guys going, yeah, I'm 37. I'm really getting up there. I'm like, yeah, bro, I could be your dad. So uh, honestly, but today I played indoors, which was very unique because I've been playing outdoors for uh, a month and a half, two months. And I'm finally indoors now. And I could actually play with like, because I've been playing in like street shoes, like my, uh, my old indoor hoop shoes. I have 100 pair of hoop shoes, and I just pick old ones like Harden's, um, Lillard's, PG's, KD's, uh, LeBron's, old shoes. I got Kobe's. I've been playing in Kobe's, right? These orange uh, Kobe's I got. I think they are the Kobe 10s. And uh, thanks, Kobe. I got massive blisters. Thanks, buddy just fantastic shoes. I love them. They're awesome. They're so nice. I don't even want to wear them, but they gave me gigantic blisters. A lot of the shoes I wear, I don't wear, uh, I don't play in them. They're so nice. I don't like to wear them. I just like, I only play in them indoors. I won't wear them outside ever, not even to walk to my car because I don't want to chew them up, right? But then when I wear them and play in them because they're new or whatever, I get bad blisters. Your boys in the NBA, they wear a different new pair of shoe every night. I don't know if you knew that. They have a brand new pair they wear every night. I don't like that. I don't like playing in brand new shoes uh, because I get blisters. I like playing in shoes that I played in a few times, right? Like, you know, playing them five or six times. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is not because of my game or anything like that. It's because I was actually playing indoors because of the COVID and what it was like to get into the building. And then the other reason is the shoes. I don't know if you saw this today, uh, Carver High. They had this story on ESPN or something like that. It was about all the new shoes that are going to be worn in the bubble, all the new uh, lines of shoes that guys are wearing in the NBA. They all have their own shoe lines, all of them. They even have, you know, Puma deals now. How about Kawhi's got a – New Balance shoe that he's wearing, right? And if you go on there, you can see this story. And they had all these new shoes. Now, I just got another. You saw at Father's Day, was it? Carver, I got a new pair of LeBrons. Did you see that? I got like 10 pairs of LeBrons at least. Maybe 12. I don't even know. I got so many, I can't even keep track of them. But I'm not being a D about it. I just, I collect basketball shoes. That's my thing. Like, I, I, you know, I don't buy a uh, hat I'm not a lid guy I'm not a jersey guy I've been in my in my life I've had a 300 hockey jerseys I have I've had a hundred soccer jerseys I've had a hundred NBA jerseys I've had them all baseball pirates Yankees you name it Royals I've had them all Giants Dodgers I've had every Roy everything but I the what I really like is basketball shoes you know what I mean I like I, lo- I love basketball shoes I love them I have shoes that I've literally, that I keep in the box. I've never, I've never even taken them out. I won't even let anyone look at them. You're not even allowed to look at my shoes, they're so nice. i like, don't look at my shoes, bro. What are you doing? My kids will go in a, and like open up the box. I go, what, what are you doing? What are you doing there, huh? I'm going in my, in my shoes. What are you doing? Get your ass beat. You know what I mean? Uh, Carver, I excited about Masvidal. He's a big fan and, uh, we're rooting for, uh, Masvidal on Saturday based on the fact that, uh, Carver, I tell him he took the fight on a week's notice.
2: No, absolutely. And that's the thing for me. And And I get into the big fights. I like big fights. I cannot sit there with all these cards that they have and watch all these fighters who I have no idea who they are. Half the fights are a bore. I can't get into it. You give me a fight with a little bit of juice, you know, a little bit of something behind it. And this guy Masvidal, who we heard about for weeks, and Dana didn't want to pay him, and he's fighting back and forth, for him to, out of nowhere, with Burns going down, getting the COVID, to step up with a week's notice, you know, to go all the way to Abu Dhabi, to go fight this guy, Usman. I just love this guy now. I mean, you know, just the, you know, the stones on this dude to go out here and do this. I love it. And I'm going to be rooting for him. I know that he's a heavy dog. I'm playing him. I don't care. Because the guy, is, it's not like the guy rolled out of bed eating chips. You know, the guy is right. going to be ready to fight on Saturday night. And he's fighting a tough fighter. But I like the way that this guy stepped up. This isn't a, a, a fight or a D fight on this card. He's stepping up with a week's notice to fight in the main event for a title. I love this. I hope that this fight is awesome. I just hope everything goes good the next few days and this fight actually happens.
1: So uh, his coach, Mike Brown, will not be in the corner after a positive test. Are you concerned that he's been around him and that he could uh, get the COVID based on his coach getting it?
2: I'm sure we're. that's something that they're going to be monitoring very closely over the next two or three days. I mean, they're testing these guys
1: every day.
2: These guys and girls that are over there fighting on Saturday – They are testing them nonstop. You saw the flow chart, you know, that we put up on the screen last week where they, you know, basically every, you know, every day they've got to go take care of this stuff. Um, They will be monitoring him, and I think he'll be all right.
1: So uh, I know that they're uh, trying to finalize a Glover uh, Teixeira-Tiago Santos fight for uh, September. Uh, The UFC, that's going on, according to reports. Uh, I have to ask you a question real quick. Uh, the Ryder Cup is going to be postponed, uh, I guess, at Whistling Straits. That's going to be moved to 2021 now. That's bad news because we like the Ryder Cup and the rowdy fans. Yeah, uh, but- got to have it.
2: Got to have the fans in there. It's just the one golf event that you have to have the fans. That's such a huge part of that tournament. You need them. Nothing like uh, a couple years ago uh, up in Mini when the- you know, Patrick Reed was going head-to-head with Rory, and he's getting the crowd going nuts. Like, I love that part of the Ryder Cup.
1: So do you uh, – when you saw Steve Sarkeesian have uh, heart surgery, what was Ooh. your reaction to that? Like, at his age, like, has he not had some health problems and some alcohol
2: problems? He's He's been through the ringer, uh, yeah. He's had, he's had some alcohol problems in the past. Um, you know, that was part of uh, – you know him. Him losing that that job at USC. Um, but he's where, what's he now? He's didn't he? He was with. Is he back with Sabin or did he take that Falcon job? Where's who's he with now? He he's bounced around he's a lot. Right. He so he's
1: Alabama. with Alabama, right? He's at Alabama. He's
2: he's with Saban at Alabama. That's right. Yeah. So hey, listen, all the best to him. Right.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean. Uh, I, that's crazy. He's, got, he's, that he's gonna he's
2: gonna have some time to recover since they're not gonna college football ain't gonna play, so he's gonna have some time to recover.
1: So uh, I was making fun of these guys uh wearing uh tennis shoes uh with their suits on ESPN. Have you ever noticed all these guys wearing their uh like I was watching MLB Network yesterday, I was talking to Mafia about it that they all wear tennis shoes on TV with their it's all suits. All the rage now.
2: All the rage. Yeah, Gotta wear I tennis see- shoes with the suits.
1: Well, I see this guy, Kenny Mayne, interviewing Masvidal right now. He's in in uh, Abu Dhabi, and then uh, what's-his-name's in the studio in Bristol, and he's wearing his tennis shoes with a suit. Is there anything worse than people that wear tennis shoes with suits? I, I I will never buy that. Like, that is not in the cards for me. Can you imagine? Like, honestly, there's no one that, told like, not one chick says you look like a male organ. You just look <laughs> like a male organ with tennis shoes on and a suit. I don't care how cool you think you are. Everybody, it's in vogue or whatever you want to call it. I just, it doesn't work. It does not work, does it? Am I wrong? This is two days in a row I brought it up.
2: Not a fan. But that's all the rage now with these guys. It's all the rage.
1: Well, if they can wear uh, tennis shoes with suits on, then I'm going to start showing up. You know how I show up in the middle of winter with flip-flops on, right? In the snow? Yes. Yes. I'm just going to start wearing flip-flops to everything. I'm going to wear flip-flops to Mafia's wedding.
2: You do that already.
1: I do, but I'm going to do it now more than ever. And I may even (laughs) spray paint them like bright orange. (laughs) With every suit I wear, I'm going to show up in flip-flops. No shoes ever. With my giant, uh, broken, they're literally, I have like fangs. My toes are like, I have raised toes, so the, the knuckles go up, and... um. That's why I get blisters. I have my toes all break up. They all bend up. I have like curled toes, like curly fries toes. Do you like curly fries or do you like, uh, do you like crinkle fries? Carver High, like the ones with, the, what are they like? You know, they look like xylophones. What do they call those? Yeah, it's you know
2: talking French fries? A little, yeah, crinkle, crink, cut, a little crinkle, crinkle, crinkle cut. crinkle cut. cut. Do you like, like the Nathan's? Cut? Nathan's crinkle cut? Yeah, the crinkle do cut's you? okay. Nothing Listen. wrong with that.
1: But Nathan's crinkle cuts are the great—I think they may be the greatest uh, french fries on earth.
2: Uh, they're in the discussion. The, the crinkle cut is—it's uh, a good fry. Uh, you know, the curly fries, it depends on where you're getting them from and who's making them. You know, but the crinkle cut at Nathan's is—nobody can match those. Those who, are
1: unmatched. Who, who, who even can, like, hang with them? Like, what french fry stands out to you? Is there is there a fry that you could specifically say is in that realm— in that neighborhood, in the vicinity of the crinkle fry?
2: Man, it's tough. I'd have to think about that. Uh, the, the Nathan's crinkle cut is good. Uh, in terms of, you're just talking chain places? I mean, I got some local spots that cut got some good r- fries, but, Real you know. yeah, fries. You know, the, you know the, sh- the the Shake Shack tries to give you a little bit of a crinkle cut, too. You know, they try.
1: What about, do you like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, any of those?
2: McDonald's got a good fry, but uh, Wendy's—I don't like their fries. Burger King—I haven't you, been to Burger King in ten years.
1: I know, but if you—if uh, you eat the McDonald's fries when they come out, when they're hot, like right there at the drive-through or at the sto- right in the store—that's probably
2: a challenge for the uh, for that. Yeah, that's that's probably I, that'll be what
1: the right because if you bring them home and they get cold, and then you put them in the microwave and you think they're gonna be good, they're gonna be they're gonna be soggy. And they're gonna be terrible. They're terrible after they're not, you know, hot and salted right at the store or in the drive thru. They gotta be right out of the fryer, right? And then salted, and then they're just magnificent. Like, I mean, you could literally like, is there anything better than having those things and like like salt on your fingers? You're just licking your fingers. No. All right, have on the bench, uh, Marenzi's with us. He's coming up next, uh, sports raid style. Uh, Marenzi, are you on um, Masvidal with the stones he's showing, taking the fight uh, on a week's notice? And do you think um, that Volkanovsky, that fight with Holloway is being ignored because of the uh, excitement for Masvidal, Usman, that the other great fight that we've seen once before that was a really good fight that they're going to fight again is being ignored?
4: Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Scotty. People people like the sizzle more than they like the steak, uh, right? And Masvidal brings a lot of sizzle uh, to the table, so he does overshadow it. If it was Gilbert Burns, we'd be talking about uh, the other fights. And listen, nobody's even talking. He didn't even bring up the other title fight right. with Peter Yod and, and Jose Aldo. Quick, uh, quick hit, hit as far as Masvidal is concerned. I saw Dustin Poirier do an interview uh, this evening. And Poirier said that Masvidal was uh, one of his sparring uh, partners. And he was, like, training every day like he had a fight. And he said that basically it's like, I don't know if he had a premonition, but he goes, this dude was training like he had a fight. I, I know firsthand. He goes, I saw him in the gym every day for five straight weeks. So for people that are thinking, well, it's short notice, I think it's almost tougher for Usman, to be honest with you. He was planning on fighting Gilbert Burns, who's a totally completely different fighter, uh, right. stylistically than what Masvidal is. So I think I think we have a live underdog here. We got nothing to lose in the same way that he has nothing to lose taking the fight on a week's notice. We've got nothing to lose getting him in you know in the plus two twenty five uh, range.
1: Hey, I got uh, fifteen seconds. Do you like Gilbert Burns? I think he's got a nice little career going.
4: Yeah, you know, solid guy, but I think. I think there's a difference, um, you know, when you get to the top, top, top elite uh, guys. All I right. think he, you know, it's bad timing for him because um, you know he was gonna lose. He would have got a title shot. He would have lost. Uh, but yeah, solid fighter, but not an elite of the elites, in my opinion.
1: All right, uh, Marenzi's up next for Sports Rage. I'll see you tomorrow, Gabe. You're the man, uh, Carver. High, great job, all Good night, everybody.